Well, today we have the privilege to just kind of uh, spend the next few moments just kind of wrapping up the conversation we've been having over the past several weeks about living a missional life. And so what I want to do with you guys today is I, I'm going to review in a moment just kind of the five habits that we've discussed. But before I do that, I want to just refresh our memory a little bit on the purpose behind why we believe living a, a life in a missional way is something that is a necessary component to what it means to be a, a follower of Jesus, to what it means to be a Christian. And you know, uh, I got to tell you guys, during this whole lockdown time, during this whole coronavirus pandemic, it's really been uh, something that's forced me to kind of take a, a deeper look at what the church is really all about. Uh, and I hope you've been doing the same as you've been joining us week in and week out and, and being a part of these conversations. It used to be, guys, in the Old Testament that uh, there was the, the temple. Uh, the nation of Israel had a, had a temple and, and the Bible talks about the fact that the Shekinah glory, which is, is, is symbolic of the presence of God himself, dwelt in the temple in the, in the most holy place. And people would gather together in the temple and they would come together and, and that was the place where you would encounter God. Uh, and and it, was, it was highly symbolic and, and we got to understand as well that all of that Old Testament uh, temple, uh, sanctuary kind of, of stuff, it was all pointing forward to Jesus and it was all fulfilled in the life of Jesus. But if you fast forward and you get to the New Testament, what we, we learn and what we see in the New Testament is this concept and this idea that, that God says literally, okay, now the temple is done with, right? It, it, it's destroyed. In fact, when Jesus died on the cross, I don't know if you knew this or not, the, 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 the curtain in between the holy place and the most holy place in the temple in Jerusalem, it actually tore, it ripped you know, all the way from top to bottom. And, and this was symbolic of the fact that the temple that was created in the Old Testament was now fulfilled, the symbolism there was fulfilled in the death of Jesus. And now there was a new thing that, that God was doing, a new thing that God was starting. And we, we get these concepts that the New Testament talks about, like the idea of, hey, you know what? The Holy Spirit is now going to live in your heart. And God is going to dwell in us, not in the temple. And so there's this language that is used to describe that they say that your body is now the temple of the Holy Spirit. And so you start, okay, wait a second. So my, I am the temple now, not the building, okay? And then we get this other language that is described in the New Testament talking about the fact that we are, we are the living stones that make up the temple of God. We are the, the body of Christ, many members, but we are one body. And so the concept that is taught in the New Testament is that we as Jesus followers, we as Christians, we as people, we are the church. The church is not a physical space any longer. It is not a, a brick and mortar building. We don't come together once a week and, and do church in a physical location. And then when we leave, uh, you know, we don't do anything church until we come back together again next week. Uh, that is actually a concept that comes all the way back to the temple in the Old Testament. But that was fulfilled in Jesus. So the new concept that's taught is, look, we are the church. And so everywhere that we go, everything that we do, we are to represent God to everybody that we come in contact with. And so I want to just 
you know, take a, a step back for a second and ask the question, why are we called to represent God? Well, here's the thing, guys. We talked about this here at Elevate before, so if you've been with us, this is not new to you, but maybe some of you haven't uh, understood this concept before. And it's simply this. When we think about the, the battle between good and evil, uh, we think about this, this conflict between God and, and Satan, okay? Satan is a fallen angel who, who once was named Lucifer when he was in heaven. Uh, this conflict, the origin of this conflict is all about who God is, the character of God. And the Bible says that when we as human beings were created before sin, we were created in the image of God, which means that being made in the image of God, there was something about us as human beings that when people looked at us, they better understood or, or, or got a glimpse of the character of God, who God is, right? We were like a mirror that, that the character of God was reflected off of. Sin comes in the picture and that, that messed up the whole thing. But here's the thing. We are called as Christians to go through the process. We, we go through the process of having that image restored in us again. Jesus on the cross, when he died for us, the Bible says, uh, no man has, has more love than this, that, that, or no greater love is this than the Father, or excuse me, that Jesus has laid down his life for us while we were still yet sinners. What does that mean? That means the, the, the fullest picture of the love of God is the fact that he died for us while we were in active rebellion against him. And what he did through this action is he actually proved to the whole world and, and to the whole universe for that matter, once and for all, that, that the accusations of, of the devil, they're not true, they're false. And he is who he says he is. He is a God of love. He is a God of mercy and grace. And this is, this is good news. This is the gospel, guys. That's what it is. It's the good news that God is who he says he is and that he always keeps his promises. And so... As Christians, or, or literally as we've talked about in this series, little Christ, that's where the word Christian comes from, we are called in the way that we live our lives day in and day out to help people to catch a glimpse of the character of God in the way that we're living our lives. That is what it means to be a Christian. That is what it means to be a part of the body of Christ. That is what it means to be the church. Friends, we are the church. And so during this whole lockdown, during this whole coronavirus pandemic, uh, we may not have been coming together physically in a building, but guess what? Church did not stop, amen? Church did not stop. We kept on going because we are the church and the way we live our lives day in and day out, that is what matters more than anything. I want to say this too. These five habits that we've talked about over the past several weeks, they are not the end all and be all of what we need to do to live a missional life. These are simply some practical ideas and some things to get the, the, the brain flowing and thinking in that manner to help us uh, kickstart this process. There are probably many, many more things that we can do to lean into living our lives in this way with this kind of intentionality. But I just want to say that, and, and I want to take a minute now and let's review those five missional habits that we've discussed over the past several weeks as we're bringing this series to a close. There's an acronym and it's, it's BELLS. An acronym is just a, a word that each letter of that word is representative of a word. So it's an easy way to remember the five habits. It's, it's BELLS. The first one is BLESS. And, and we talked about the fact that God has called us as his followers to bless other people 
for no other reason than the fact that he has called us to bless people. That's what we're called to do. Uh, we're not doing it with strings attached. We're not doing it because we're trying to get people to church or we're trying to do anything like that. Uh, that's that's a, a benefit. That's a plus. That will happen, but that's not why we do it. And so we talk about the fact that being intentional about blessing other people and finding creative ways to bless other people is one way that we can lean into living a missional life. And by the way, we talked about as well doing that with people who are both in the church, that we are friends with in the church, but also people who are not yet believers, people who are not yet in the church or in uh, our social circles, and to be blessing those people with intentionality as well. The second habit we talked about was eating with other people. And we talked about the fact that eating with other people is is something that this, this hospitality, this, this you know concept, the Bible talks about the fact in the New Testament, I think it's in the in the book of Luke, it talks about the fact that Jesus came eating and drinking. And Jesus was accused of eating with sinners all the time by all the Pharisees and the religious leaders of, of his day. And, and so this concept of eating is one where when you eat with somebody, there are, are, are barriers that, that come down. There are, there are uh, you know, it's, it's more natural, it's easier to get to know people, to build relationships. Guys, if we're going to be able to to you know, have these, these conversations with people about the goodness of God and, and, and the good news of who God really is, it's going to start by building a relationship with people and building trust with people. And there's no better way to do that than by eating with people, by inviting people to eat with us, by going and eating with them when they return the invite uh, to us as well. So again, this could be in the church, but we're encouraging that to be as with people outside of the church as well. And, and both these first habits, we're talking about doing this on a weekly basis. All of these habits, in fact. The third habit we talk about is uh, a little bit more introspective. It's listening for the voice of the Holy Spirit. And this is one that, man, we just talked about the fact that that a, a minute ago that that the Holy Spirit now lives in our hearts. That we are the, the temple of the Holy Spirit. If, if that's who we are, and, and that is who we are called to be, uh, then it is imperative, guys. It is, it is absolutely necessary that we are in tune to the Holy Spirit's voice, and we are listening to His voice. And we talked about how we live such busy lives, and how it's so hard to, uh, amongst all the voices we hear, to, to hear His voice, and what it means to remove those distractions, and to, to find dedicated time to sit still and quiet our minds, and to listen not do the talking, but to listen to his voice. So let's put that into practice every, every single week. The th uh, fourth habit we talked about is uh, learn Christ. And this is just the, the practice of spending intentional time studying the life of Jesus. If we're to emulate or to copy Jesus' life and to, to you know, really be Christians that follow in his footsteps and to live our life the way that Jesus lived his life and to interact with people the way that Jesus interacting with people. How are we going to do that unless we are students of the life and the ministry of Jesus? And you can do that by reading the Gospels in different versions, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. You can you listen to it in, in audio version. Uh, you can read books that are written on, on the life of Jesus. And there's some great Christian authors out there uh, that, that write books on the life of Jesus. You could watch movies and, and videos. And, and, and a little warning, I will say that not all uh, content, whether it's a book on the life of Jesus or a movie or, or you know, video series, not all of those are 100% accurate. 
So just be cautious there. But there is some great content that we can just lean into studying the life of Jesus. So we're blessing everybody, or we're blessing others every single week. We're eating with other people every single week. Then we're listening to the voice of the Holy Spirit. We're studying and learning about Jesus and his life. And then the fifth and final one we talked about last week is every single week, we're going to take the time to to self-identify ourselves as sent ones. And the best way I think we can do that is by taking what I call field notes. We are simply going to be tracking our successes, our failures, our interactions, our questions, all of this kind of stuff. This is not diary writing. This is not, hey, I felt like this, I did this. This is actually a practice of keeping track. Yes, it is good to look back and see what God has done in our life, and that is an amazing thing. But I think it's a practice of keeping track so we can get better. We can learn. And it gives us a mindset of, of being a missionary, of being on mission for God that's going to allow us to really lean into this life and to really make this a priority in our life. I told you at the beginning we have some exciting news for you guys, and, and I'm going to let you guys know about that just in a minute. Just stay tuned with us. I want to say this as we're, we're wrapping this up. It's simply this, guys. I believe with all my heart, I believe with all my heart that we as a church, as Elevate, we are, are made for such a time as this. I, I've often felt uh, in my life, earlier in my life especially, I'm a, I'm a history, a student of history, excuse me, and I love history. And there's different historical periods, and, and maybe you've done this in your life. I, I've often thought, man, what if I was born in this time period or I was born in that time period? Uh, but the reality is, when it boils down to it, guys, I believe this with all my heart. God has made us for such a time as this. He has put us on this planet in the time that he did, in the place that he did. He has brought all of us together in Hattiesburg in this time for such a time as this. There's something about us coming together, about who we are and the gifts that we have and the skills that we have and the life experiences that we have, that God has something big in store for us. And I believe that with all my heart. I believe that God is going to bring us back together and we're going to be able to just step into the future uh, for Elevate that he has in store for us. But it's going to be not because I preach a, a great sermon or because, you know, Pastor Eric has a, a great Bible study or because, you know, we, we have any of that kind of stuff going on. It's going to be because every single one of us are taking seriously our calling to be on mission for Jesus. Guys, I just got to say this. I can't, I can't keep this news any, in, in any longer. I'm so excited. We are able actually to move a meeting in person by one week, which means that next Saturday, May 30th, at 5 p.m., we are going to be in person at Elevate. And we are looking forward to that. This week, I'll be putting together a little video that we'll be sharing with you guys about the restrictions that will be in place because it's going to be a little bit of a phased reopening. So be looking for that. But we are so, so excited that we are going to be coming back together uh, next Saturday at 5 o'clock. Uh, guys, I, I invite you to, to come and be a part of what we have going on here at Elevate. If you are not local, we are still going to be putting out video content. Uh, we are still going to be active on Facebook, on Instagram. We still have our website where we are interacting with you guys through those platforms. So keep in touch with us through those platforms. And we will still be uh, doing those things uh, into the future. But guys, we are so excited. And, and I believe that God has a great future in store for us. I believe that God has a great year in store for us here at Elevate in Hattiesburg 
this year. I can't wait to see you next week. I hope all of you are with us. And uh, at this time, we're going to allow Michelle to to bless us with an amazing, beautiful song. And then I'm going to pray for you.
Let's pray. Father, thank you so much for being who you are. Thank you so much that you've allowed us to be together here at Elevate for such a time as this. Thank you that we are able to come back together next week in person. But God, I pray that as we come back together in person next week, that we don't just go back to the same old, same old, but that we are motivated to really live our lives in this missional way, that with these conversations, that this, this action will not stop, but we will lean even further into that, that when we're able to go into our communities in a more in-person way, that we will take it seriously and we will step up to the plate and that we will be the people you've called us to be. We thank you so much for being who you are. Thank you for the fact that we have the privilege to go and share the good news that you are who you say you are and you always keep your promises. Be with us. Keep us safe. We pray in Jesus' name.